Texas Dojo. I'm a trained black belt, learned to be a black belt at Roger Baker's Taekwondo Pizza, Pensacola, Florida. This is my friend Terry, I'm a sensei. This is my friend Topher, I'm his sensei too. <laughs> America's Got Talent. This is a reprise of an act that was on, gosh, was it 2014? It's just physical comedy, Three Stooges kind of genre. But what caught my interest originally, and they were very, very funny in their original uh, auditions in that year in competition, but um, it what caught, of course, my attention back in the day, and again, is, hey, they mentioned Pensacola on national TV for Roger Baker's martial arts studio and pizza or whatever. <laughs> Which, no, does not exist. It's a, and these guys are from Indiana. That's the irony. Is he's wearing an Indiana shirt while he's talking about Pensacola, Florida. Howie Mandel explains. For those that don't know, you were the very first golden buzzer ever in the history of America's Got Talent. Were they? Yeah. We got the very first golden buzzer. Howard Stern. Did AGT change your life? Yeah, AGT really changed our life. We went to our county carnival. We got free ride wristbands. And we could ride as many rides as we wanted. <laughs> Like the big payoff for them professionally. Okay, seriously though, that is bad, but I don't know if you've ever done that. It is funny. So Simon, who's not sure about all this because he wasn't there and apparently doesn't know the history. All right, and do you think you're going to win? Yeah, I think we're going to win. Especially when you see all of our new skills and abilities and you see my major stunt. That's why we wanted to come back. Because we know you can make or break careers. And we know today, you're making our career. Because they've got all kinds of new skills, ninja skills from the government, secret ninja skills from the government. So then they start their demonstration, right? Which is designed to be terrible. I remember them because honestly, I feel like they're still wearing the same Heidi outfit. Heidi Klum. And she's right. Same, same outfit. Today for our performance, we're going to put on a karate exhibition. And then I'm going to do the most dangerous stunt ever seen on TV. I'm going to start by breaking wood and doing karate combos. And he's not breaking the boards, and he's doing terrible punches, and it's awful. It's genuinely... Double back elbow! Double back elbow! I can do that. And now to show my accuracy, I'm going to kick this apple off of Terry's head. So the apple's on the uh, the fat guy's head in the mask, and then he just kicks him in the head. My <laughs> mistake. It, listen, it was not nearly as funny as their original. I don't think they took it very seriously, unfortunately, because they were extremely funny in the beginning. This was not that fun. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was okay. Now I'm going to show my agility and accuracy by hitting balls with nunchucks. And they're throwing balls at him. He's missing them all. Absolutely missing all of them. <laughs> he just looks like some dude crazy, wildly swinging the nunchaku around. And then... And now I'm going to do the most dangerous stunt ever seen on TV. It's not going to be. Cue the tension lock. So they bring out what looks like, you know those sidewalk Christmas light loops that you walk under? Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of those that somebody's put some red flame flags on. It's not even lit up at all. It's no lights or anything. And then he rides through it on a scooter. It's not, and, and, then he, and then he crashes into a bunch of cardboard boxes and trash cans. <laughs> Like the dumbest Lame thing ever. Yeah. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly awesome. right. You seem to enjoy it. What? What? Talk? Simon had buzzed him, and Heidi buzzed him later on, and uh, deservedly, they they deserve to get buzzed. Simon, you seem to uh, you seem to enjoy it. What? What? Talk? <laughs> I 
actually have nothing to say. There's nothing to say. Heidi? See, I didn't get it many, many years ago when you performed. So I was like, okay, let me sit back, relax, enjoy this this time, maybe different, differently than I'd done last time. But I still don't get it. It wasn't karate, it was karapi. I think it's pure comedy. I think it's silly. I think it's bad. I think it's atrocious. I would go see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. But no, they didn't do a great job. It wasn't fantastic. And it was only brief marketing for Pensacola. But in the grand scheme of national attention to Pensacola... That that's probably the good end of the spectrum for this week because there was a story yesterday you've heard David talk about it that will definitely be national news for all the wrong reasons. I'll tell you about that in a second. Candy's got traffic on the fives. I'm taking a look around. Good news is we're not showing any accidents, but I'm telling you right now, uh, you're going to want to give yourself a little extra time to get where you're going this morning. Some heavy fog in the area. Uh, notably, Pace and Fairfield, and the lights were out in that area just a little bit earlier, and I know that the sun is getting ready to... Pop up for us, but uh, man, just give yourself, like I said, a little extra time getting where you're going this morning. 437-1620. Uh, you can call or text if you see that accident or slow down. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, Pensacola sometimes makes national news for the wrong reasons, and I fully expect, I haven't quite seen it yet, but I fully expect that this story is going to be national news. Employees inside the Oaklawn funeral home wouldn't go on camera, but they told me they're cooperating with the investigation following an employee's report that they walked in on a co-worker sexually abusing a corpse. That is wild. I, I can't believe it. Unbelievable. So they interview a guy, Channel 3 interviews a guy who's... Uh, dad had actually been at this funeral home and... Tim Brown is finalizing plans for his father's burial. He saw deputies at the funeral home and was stunned to learn why. That does give me second thoughts, but I think he's already been cremated, so I think he's safe. But it is disturbing. I'm glad it wasn't my mom that was here. Oh, my God. I mean, just, oh, my God. What? So, yeah, and... As is completely unsurprising, what was an awful story becomes an even more awful story. When sheriff's deputies arrived at this scene around 8.30 a.m., the suspect was gone. His vehicle was discovered on Blue Angel Parkway at Alakai Drive, where he was found dead after shooting himself. Uh, Completely predictable, of course, and tragic and awful, and every part of this is terrible. And the the funeral home is not really commenting on this. Oaklawn Funeral Home told me they are notifying clients, hoping to ease concerns. They sent us a statement that reads in part, Out of respect for the privacy and confidentiality of the families, we are not in a position to comment. We will continue to fully cooperate with the sheriff's office. Yeah, which is all they can say. I mean, at this point, that's all they can say. But, you know, it's I don't know. T- to me, it's kind of a, a note about the whole mortuary industry that their entire predicate for what they do is to reassure everybody that everything is done properly, that nothing improper is ever done, that it's a serious business and all of the safety safeguards. are. That's why when these stories come up of something like this or of, you know, the wrong body put in the wrong grave, which, I mean, just bizarre stuff happens. Um, it affects the whole industry because nobody thinks, you know, they don't think, well, just one place had one person had an issue. You think, oh, my God, is stuff like this happening all over? And how often does it happen? And who are these crazy, weird? 
weird, bizarre, demented people who do stuff like this. Well, you know, fortunately, they're rare. Unfortunately, you don't know how often it does or doesn't happen. That's the problem. 619 on News Radio 92.3. And as I said, I uh, have not seen it yet, but uh, I absolutely am sure this is going to be a national news story because this is the kind of thing that, you know, you probably see them making fun of Florida Man on Colbert and Fallon and Kimmel over something like this. But, you know, in its original, it's just plain awful. Everything about it is awful. 619 News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. DataRevs.com Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me, me. Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. News Radio 92.3. Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, Bobby Rossi, and Lars Larson. Informative, local, dependable. Good evening, Fraulein. The bar is closed. We are, we are not thirsty. Can I get a witness in the darkness? Because there ain't no love at all to be found. Feeling like a freight train, trying to break chains. Everybody needs somebody, no doubt. Sugar, just step into your sneakers and step behind the speakers. Your heart will keep me beating to make me a believer. Good morning, 621 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. It is foggy. Please be careful. It's it's weird, way foggier than you think, and it's wispy in bits and pieces. So it's like clear here, and then all of a sudden you're like, did I put my glasses on? You know, like, so just pay attention, slow down, don't drive in the back of you're somebody. You're on the roads and why did I make this giant mashed potato tower? Uh, <laughs> David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? More than 500 advertisers have reportedly stopped spending money on Twitter since Elon Musk bought the company last year. The tech newsletter Platformer reported yesterday that social media, the social media site's ad revenue is down about 40% from la- last year. Southwest Airlines says most customers that were affected by last month's travel nightmare has now receive their refunds. According to Southwest, 90% of passengers on the canceled flights have gotten their money back, and the remaining 10% should see those 
refunds in the next couple of days. And uh, sad note here, professional wrestling star Jay Briscoe has died at age 38. He was a two-time Ring of Honor world champion, 13-time tag team champion with his brother Mark. Uh, reports are that he died in a car crash in Laurel, Delaware. To make things worse, it appears his wife and children were in the car as well. Unconfirmed reports that his wife and the driver of the other vehicle also died in that crash. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. 623 here on News Radio 923. Uh, oh, this is, you know, interesting day of contrasts of sorts, right? Yesterday, we had the uh, not terrible story, uh, just a story about this crash. Thank goodness that nobody was seriously hurt in with the T6B uh, trainer from uh, Whiting Field that went down over in Baldwin County. Station 57, Station 53, Zone 67. And again, thankfully, both pilots, the, the uh, trainee and the trainer, ejected safely. But uh, Sheriff Huey Mack, talking to Channel 3, said they were a little difficult to get to. The pilots were actually located fairly quickly uh, due to electronic devices, but it just took a while to get to them because of the terrain. We did have one of our deputies that had a four-wheel drive truck, and he was actually able to almost drive directly in within just a few hundred yards uh, of the pilots and then walked in from that area. And you, you may remember, in case you don't, I'll tell you that in 2020, we had another T6B out of Whiting that crashed uh, outside a residential area near Foley. And I think a fire actually, uh, a house fire actually resulted from that. But uh, Navy Lieutenant uh, Rannon Ross and Coast Guard Ensign Morgan and Garrett were both killed in that crash. So, you know, look, this this does happen. Um, it's not all that common, but it's not completely uncommon. They're learning to fly airplanes. And there are mishaps that, you know, naval aviation, like all aviation, does carry danger just inherent in it. Uh, but the contrast I was mentioning, I'll tell you about in just a second. Before that, we've got um, Candy with Traffic on the Fives. Um, candy? Um, just Candy. No, <laughs> that's, that's what everybody calls me, actually. Uh, and, and taking a look, good news is we're not showing any of these slowdowns or delays. 98 is clear on the way in. Although it's not clear, like, skywise. I mean, there's some heavy, heavy fog all over the area. So just give yourself extra time to get where you're going and be careful. And I know it's dark, so your lights are on, but make sure they're on uh, just a little bit later in the fog so that others can see you. If you see an accident or slowdown, uh, text it in 437-1620. Informative, local, dependable, News Radio 92.3. Thanks so much, Candy. Yeah, I mentioned that it's a day of contrast because yesterday we had this uh, T6B trainer go down. The, the T6 is the one that you see flying all the time all over the area with the, um, you know, it's the propeller, turboprop, and it's the uh, the single engine, and it's got the, uh, the you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it to you other than it's a it's a propeller plane that you see flying all over with the, uh, the orange and white markings that uh, designated as, you know, the Navy trainer. But this day in history, 1911, was when Eugene Ely, who is one of the like, uh, or is it Ely? I never, I never know which way it is. Anyway, um, he's one of the like a very first people to establish the value of naval aviation because he flew the first plane off of a carrier when the, nobody was even doing that, and he thought, I wonder if we can do this, and he like almost crashed that one. Uh, but then this was the day in history, 1911, when he landed the first on the USS Pennsylvania on a ship anchored. In, I mean, it wasn't aircraft carrier that hadn't yet uh, anchored in San Francisco Bay the first time that. 
an aircraft landed on the ship. He um, His pusher airplane uh, on a platform on the armor cruiser, uh, USS Pennsylvania, which was anchored in San Francisco Bay, flew from the Tanferan racetrack in San Bruno, California, and landed on it, which was the first successful demonstration that you could do a shipboard landing of uh, an aircraft. So, And they also used a tail hook in that particular landing. So, you know, the early, early beginnings of naval aviation this day in history. 437-1620-437-1620. Um, if you saw your relatives for the first time in a while over the Christmas holiday, and especially, you know, like your parents, and if you're maybe in your 40s, your 50s, your parents are, what, in their 70s, maybe 80s, and you notice things about their behavior, their speech, or just around the house, you know, like things didn't seem to be getting done in a way that was much different than you had expected or were familiar with, well, don't talk yourself out of paying attention to that. You know, it's very common to kind of act like, ah, it's just my imagination or it must not be all that serious. No, these are the kind of conversations you want to have because you may find out that, look, um, their capabilities have changed and it might be time for them to get some serious extra help with activities of daily living, bathing, dressing, grooming, toileting, you know, that kind of stuff. And possibly what you have in your mind is I would never, ever, ever, ever have them go into a nursing home. I understand. But there's something well between those two options of simply having them live on their own, which they're not really able to do anymore. And it's called assisted living. And that's where they live independently, but they have professionals who help them with this stuff all the time. It's an essential step for protecting them, preserving their health, and getting them the help they need while also allowing them to live independently. But how do you pick? There's like 42 of them in the area. Well, this is why you call John Horton. He has a company called Assisted Living Locators. No charge to you. And exactly what he does is help walk families through this process every single day and talk to them about their options and then find the right place. Because how are you going to comparison shop among 40 you know, different places? Well, he knows all of them. So, again, it's Assisted Living Locators. Ask for John, and his cell phone is 712-0887. 628 here on News Radio 92-3-437-1620. Oh, since we're in the vicinity of naval aviation and related kind of matters, I thought this story was interesting. Um, you know Top Gun Maverick, uh, which is up for some awards potentially. We'll see, but might win some awards. Um, when they were making the, when they were doing the filming of all that, uh, the director Joseph Kaczynski, who you know like loves naval aviation and had gotten you know all kinds of unfettered access to go you know shoot in places, even sometimes like places that are like top secret kind of facilities. You know, like they actually have parts in the movie apparently where they they created fictional versions of secret technology so as to not reveal the actual secret technology. Uh, we run into this all the time. Like, you know, when I go over to the base and, you know, we're looking at the Blue Angels, well, sometimes they have panels open or whatever. And, you know, I always ask, I'm like, hey, can I take photos? No, you can't take photos of that. Okay, fine. You know, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to be guilty of giving the enemy secrets, <laughs> you know? And, you know, that's just that's just what you do. Um, so anyway, uh, he went to a ch- China Lake. Uh, there was a hangar there that was top secret. And uh, just to kind of understand, and he was actually uh, able to shoot some stuff, but... The uh, he says one of the things I, is that I would I wound up shooting some things inadvertently <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to, and they're like, "Hey, you know that camera? Can we have that?" <laughs> and, when, and when he got it back, those photos were not on that camera anymore. Which yeah, which is you know that's understandable because you know you can't. It's really hard to like cordon off the access to you know the. the that's the concerning stuff while also giving somebody access to the other things because they don't normally operate in an environment of shelteredness like that, right? So anyway, I just thought that was interesting that they took, at least one time, they had to take his camera and give it back to him with a little bit less material on it afterwards. 6.30, David Wayne, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? Recognition for local members of our FHP troop. We'll tell you all about it right after Fox. Fox. 
News. I'm Chris Foster. Ukraine's president calls it a terrible tragedy. At least 15 people killed in a helicopter crash in the city of Brovary just outside the capital, Kyiv. Among those who died, Interior Minister Denis Morastursky and his second-in-command, Yevgeny Yenin. At least three of the dead are children. 29 other people, including 15 kids, were hurt. Fox's Jonathan Savage, no word yet on the cause of the crash. A kindergarten and residential building are damaged. New House Republican George Santos, under pressure to resign for lies about his background, is for now being put to work. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is saying Santos is going to be allowed to serve on two committees, small business and science. But McCarthy has said he's always had some questions about Santos's resume, and he said if there is a concern, it should go through the House Ethics Committee. Fox Gilnado Santos, meantime, denies scamming a disabled veteran out of charity money for his dog's cancer treatment. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631. It's News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, it is foggy, 64, and cloudy in Pensacola. Members of FHP Troop A, which serves the panhandle from Escambia to Gulf Counties, being honored for rescuing a five-year-old victim of human trafficking. Attorney General Ashley Moody says the suspect was a known gang member that had transported the victim from South Florida to Okaloosa County. The child victim had been trafficked around our state, and it was their investigation that discovered that they had transported the minor uh, to different parts of the state and that that offender had been involved in these activities in multiple states. Corporal Jacob Moore, Troopers Ethan Etherby, Matthew Davis and Ronald Kuhn were recognized with the uh, Back the Blue Award during Tuesday's Florida Cabinet meeting. The cause of yesterday's crash involving a T-6B training aircraft in Baldwin County still under investigation today. Thankfully, two pilots from NAS Whiting Field safely ejected, suffering only minor injuries. The pilots were actually located fairly quickly uh, due to electronic devices, but it just took a while to get to them because of the terrain. Speaking to Channel 3, Baldwin County Sheriff Huey Mack says the pilot's parachutes were blown in a different direction than the plane, the crash happening just before 11 o'clock yesterday morning. A century man facing charges for two crimes, one shooting and an unrelated rape. Police in Atmore say they were called to Brooks Lane earlier this month where 20-year-old E. Monray DeMonte Long had allegedly chased and then shot at a vehicle. He faces attempted first-degree assault, reckless endangerment, and firing a weapon into a vehicle charges for that case. And he's also been charged with a separate and unrelated rape dating back to 2020. He wasn't charged with it at the time because he'd already been facing murder charges. Those were dropped due to insufficient evidence. Governor Ron DeSantis says Floridians will be permanently protected from COVID-19-related mandates related to masks, vaccines, and jobs. He's also hoping to protect parents' rights. You have the CDC adding the the COVID jabs for the childhood immunization schedule. People are going to use that around this country to justify mandates. You watch, it's going to happen. And I said, you don't have to worry about that as long as I'm around. And the governor announced his proposal yesterday in Panama City, which uh, would include permanent prohibitions against COVID vaccine passports and vaccine and mask requirements in schools and businesses. And the city of Milton now confirming that those human remains found at the historic Milton Cemetery were not foul play. 
Police Chief Tony Tyndall also saying the cemetery logs did show the estimated 20-year-old remains did match identification records for an unmarked grave. It is 634 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Hey, not showing any slowdowns uh, right now, but do watch again. Give yourself uh, some extra time to get where you're going this morning. Some heavy, heavy fog in the area. In fact, there's a fog alert at Pace and Fairfield uh, this morning, just to give you an idea. Uh, caution, as you know, wherever you are, 437-1620. You can text if you see that accident or slowdown. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Warm and humid days out there today with mostly cloudy skies, 40% chance of rain, high near 75. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping around 65 degrees. As you go into Thursday, thunderstorms possible through the morning hours, 50% chance of rain through the morning, high near 72. Rain clears out by Thursday afternoon with temperatures dropping near 48 degrees overnight. For Friday, sunshine returns with temperatures dropping into the 60s for highs. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now, 64 degrees. It is cloudy and foggy in Pensacola. 64 also in Gulf Breeze and 61 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. I'm Dom Savino with your Money Now. The layoffs impacting the tech industry are expected to continue. As soon as this morning, Microsoft will reportedly announce a sweeping round of job cuts. UK broadcaster Sky News reports the company will reduce its workforce by 5%. With a global workforce of 221,000 people, that means as many as 11,000 Microsoft employees could be out of a job. Bloomberg News reports the job cuts will hit several engineering divisions. Mortgage rates are at their lowest level in four months, and that's enough to bring people back into the market. New data from the Mortgage Bankers Association shows new mortgage applications dumped 28% last week compared to the previous week. The average rate is 6.23, off the highs, but still close to double where they were before the Federal Reserve began hiking interest rates. On Wall Street, futures are higher as the as stocks come off the market's first down day in a week. The Dow led the losses yesterday, down 1%. That's your money now. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickness of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. As the new year unfolds, here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan? These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 off MSRP. And Piedmore Imports is offering a finance rate of 3 
3.9% APR, up to 36 months on select 2023 models, including the VW Taos, Tiguan, Atlas Cross, and Atlas SUV. Plus, military discounts of $500 are always available when you buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports on New Warrington Road. Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. 106 New Warrington Road, just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit through BCI. See dealer for details. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance, but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi. This host was offered college scholarships for football, <laughs> basketball, and diving. Who is it? The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. business today we want to earn your business tomorrow we want to be your partner as we move forward we are a carrier class product set important to say carrier class that means reliability over time you know we're talking about reliability of networks that may have well you don't want it to go down this is randy williams with nokia southeast he's account manager this is in the presentation of the escambia county commission last week on the broadband you know, high-speed internet access to the homes in rural areas that are underserved or uh, not served at all. This was the first of the two presentations by IBT and PCS. Uh, and I thought that the tone of the first presentation was, we absolutely know what we're doing. We are capable. We have done this loads of times before. We are players in this field. Heck, we've got to deal with NASA to start putting, you know, when, it, when the time comes to put uh, internet on the moon. <laughs> you know, so we do kind of know what we're doing. This is Rick Arnold, Vice President. My name is Rick Arnold. I'm Vice President uh, license holder, uh, a couple of the licenses for precision contracting services, PCS. Uh, we're Florida-based, family-owned, and operated 32-plus years of building and designing and maintaining networks in exactly the space you guys live in. It's municipal, city, county, state, transportation, um, and that's all we do. Uh, we do this. It's all we do. We're really good at it. It's another company positioned as I don't believe that there's another company positioned as we are across the Southeast. We're Florida-based, we're here, we're not going anywhere. I've got seven offices in Florida and Carolinas and Texas. Um, we would love to be a part of this deployment and uh, think that we would be a great choice. So we are the experts in this area and we not only understand how to do this from the technology side, but we also understand the cascade of funding availabilities that are going to come over time. It's not just like there is money or isn't money right now. There are various different programs that are going to have money available. 
And we're familiar with all of them. We've applied in as much in advance for the ones that we can. We know how to do the funding side, too. This is, I think his name was Guido. It's kind of hard to understand. Dominguez, project associate for the project. The estimation for the proposal is around $30 million for this first phase. Total. Um, to be able to build out the network with the full 103-mile backbone, 104-mile backbone, um, while connecting the 40 county sites, dedicating the four tubes to the county, as well as being able to connect nine tower locations from where we'll start the first phase of the private 5G wireless. And the reason we narrowly tailored the scope of our proposal, starting with the fixed wire with the private 5G, is because we understood the funding constraints that the county is facing right now, right? Only having $10 million to allocate for a backbone that is about 109 miles is a limitation. So what they're going to do, their proposal was to put 109 miles underground of fiber and then to connect that to homes with 5G wireless temporarily, the speeds of which are not as amazing but are way better than what people in the rural areas of North Escambia County are getting right now and we're going to use 5G to connect to the homes and then we're going to secure grant funding from again this cascade of available money to do the rest of the full build out of fiber to the homes over the course of the next two to five years with all of that additional 20 million dollars in funding that we're going to help you secure. When it comes to the actual household numbers, this, this network will serve over 2,000 households and businesses with, uh, in the northern part of the county with over 1,500 unserved households. Again, that's more than 60% of the current unserved need in the county. He says the broadband is going to be about $35 a month, but it'll be free if you make less than 200% or two times the poverty line. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of that's where they're headed. Stephen Barry, commissioner for District 1, who's been uh, the pusher on this project very aggressively. Remember, they originally bid this out to EREC, the Escambia River Electric Cooperative, and then, you know, Cox challenged that because they fiddled with the proposal and did some things they really should The county did some things they shouldn't have done. Uh, so they came back and re-bid the proposal for a new footprint that does more align with EREC's basic footprint. But when I talked to Wes Moreno, he said they didn't do it specifically for that reason. Cox didn't bid the second time, whether out of frustration irritation or didn't think, feel like they'd be competitive or because, you know, they thought like, hey, the fix is in for EREC. I don't know that, you know, I haven't asked Cox, but they didn't bid when they had bid the first time and complained that the process wasn't done properly. So you got to figure there's some level of frustration with them. So Stephen Barry, who has been actively negotiating on the side, uh, was allowed to. OK, that was part of the vote, was allowed to um, back in the day, a couple months ago. Anyway, uh, he was asking about the overall price and they said, you know, the $10 million is what goes from the county and that basically ERA, or the um, uh, IBT is going to help him get the other 20. There were speed differences that matter. Uh, Jeff Bergash asked about this and was told that the wired eventually would be one to two gig, whereas, you know, or eventually unlimited as technology changes. But now uh, with the wireless, it'd be 150 over 50, 150 upload, 50 download. And, you know, that like Starlink, for example, is not a really great option. It's 100 bucks for 100 megs a month. Um, and, you know, you can go higher than that. And they always underground. So that's the key. It's 100 and, 100 and change miles. It's underground. It's going to start off with 5G and then eventually go to direct fiber into the homes. That was their proposal for 2,000 homes. Then you had the proposal from EREC. And they came in afterwards. I'll tell you about that in a second. Candy's got traffic on the fives. We're under a dense fog advisory. That's until 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, it's brought to you by your Discover card. And heavy fog, of course, in the area. Not showing any delays on 10 or 1, 10, 98, moving at uh, just under posted speeds. And again, the dense fog advisory, that's going on through 9 a.m. this morning. It's brought to you by Discover. And with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, anytime. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.
93.3, informative, local, dependable. So thanks so much, Candy. So EREC, the Escambia River Electric Cooperative, the alternative competitor who had been selected to present, uh, got up there. And uh, Ryan Campbell, the CEO, says, uh, look, we own the poles. We own the electric. Uh, we can run fiber to 100% of our customers, no problem. This network will have the capability to provide 10 gigabit symmetrical broadband to every home and business. That's up and down. As well as the 28 county facilities that reside in our service area. As you are aware, in an electric cooperative business model, the electrical infrastructure is owned by our members. Why am I emphasizing this point? EREC is proposing a similar structure for our fiber network. The network will be owned by our membership, making it a community-owned asset. And he says, look, we can get about twice as many homes, about 4,000 homes, and we can do it a lot faster, cheaper, and build a bigger bigger network above ground. EREC plans to build approximately 600 miles of fiber network, reaching over 4,000 electric member locations with an estimated cost of $24 million. We are seeking $6.3 million of support from the county. If awarded this funding, we expect to have the network completed to all 4,000 locations by mid-2024, targeting first service availability as early as Q3 of this year. All right, so they're going to get service faster to the homes. They're going to get service to more homes. They're going to build a larger network, about 600 miles of fiber, including 170 or so that are going to be below ground because they already have underground infrastructure and because they already have the poles and they can basically put internet lines up on the poles right next to the power lines is kind of their plan. The other $18 million, they say they're going to get it from low-interest loans that they can secure as being a uh, basically an electric co-op. And so, whereas the first organization is going to get it from future grants that are going to become available, EREC is going to get it from loans that they think they have available to them. They cannot do the second phase. That's the below, like, the south end of the county phase, whereas IBTPCS, obviously, they certainly can do that. So then they got into the decision phase and Stephen Barry made the case of, look, um, it's going to cost us, you know, more to do the IBT. The IBT one is going to depend on this $30 million, which they haven't secured yet. Uh, although EREC depends on the, the loans, which they haven't secured yet. And he says it's going to take five to 10 years because they don't have the EREC infrastructure to put it above ground, all of which is accurate. Okay. And so they eventually clearly were leaning towards going the IBT route, okay? And when I looked at the scoring for it, I I looked at the scoring. I thought some of the scoring was a little bit you, – you could make the case that the scoring wasn't done well by particularly Commissioners May and Barry. Uh, I scored it very differently than when I went through it myself. But I still scored it for EREC. I thought EREC was the better proposal based on everything because it's basically expertise at a higher cost with a smaller network in a longer time frame versus EREC, which is a bigger network in a shorter time frame if they can pull it off. Okay, and I – you know, maybe they can with this connection connect that they're working with. Um, but that wasn't the big issue for me. I've had questions about this overall project from the very beginning, and I was really gratified to hear Mike Kohler make these arguments. He's the new commission that replaced Doug Underhill in District 2. I want to remind everyone this was called the American Rescue Plan. It was a rescue plan that was to help people immediately to get access because their kids were out of school. Um, healthcare facilities. It passed by $1.9 trillion. Not one Republican voted for it in the House. One Democrat didn't vote for it in the House. Not one Republican voted for it in the Senate. I'm very familiar with Christmas in September in the federal government. We love to spend money 
after it's other people's money. Yeah, and that's the problem. And is this the best use of that American Rescue Plan money? The cost of this is excessive. Extremely excessive. Six million. And or I ten. I can share with you, we could easily meet the underserved and the people that need this the same way we do the CRAs. I've been doing math up here the whole time. And we could save millions of dollars and meet the requirement of 25 and 3 that's out there. And use those additional ARPA funds for septic to sewer, for all these other things that we could use them for. The cost is just excessive for me and he goes on to say what i agree with no one in this room would have done this project if you didn't have federal funds that's true that's the truth because it's not economically smart to do it i think that we should look at that seriously the cost and if we really want to help the people with broadband we can buy it we can give it to them for millions of dollars cheaper. So I did the math on this, and six million divided into even the EREC proposals, four thousand sites is you know fifteen hundred dollars a piece in in lost in in money spent by the county. I don't know, and I asked Mike, but I didn't hear back from him. I don't know what plan you could spend fifteen hundred dollars on and give broadband access for very long to those sites without doing it this way you know what other form he had in mind he may have some other solution i just didn't hear back from him on it so i agree with him philosophically i would rather see this done a different way at a lower speed to get them some but not you know backbone access uh and you know i or fiber access to the backbone because i think it is a waste of money compared to what can be done with that money for other things allowable within the american rescue plan but they voted four to one they voted four to one, and they went ahead with this plan. Uh, and, and Jeff Bergage, by the way, he said, you know, I agree that D.C. is terrible and wasteful, but, you know, don't hate the player, uh, you know, hate the game. Well, at some point, you got to also say no to the game, too, or say we're going to use that game a little bit differently. 652 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. ECUA's free recycling coach app is here. Discover which materials are recyclable. Receive automatic reminders on waste collection, schedules, and holiday update. And use the report, a problem feature, to schedule a special pickup or report a missed pickup. What's more, there's educational information on a wide variety of recycling topics and resources. Download the Recycling Coach app today with the App Store or Play Store. Also accessible from the ECUA website. That's ecua.fl.gov. Hi guys, if you find yourself in a divorce or you know that one is coming, you're likely stressed about your kids, your finances, and what your future is going to look like when the divorce is over. You're going to need help with this, and I'm here to do that. Whatever you're facing, I can help you get through it. I specialize in helping guys just like you get through difficult divorces. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and trust me, I can help you through this. Just look me up on social media or on the web. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and I'm here to help. Pensacola, Florida. Come hear the lush score that inspired the Broadway hit Rent as Pensacola Opera presents Puccini's La Boheme. Following Mimi and Rodolfo from their first meeting to their final devastating moments, this bohemian story of poverty, disease, and the bitter cold of winter reminds us that when you have nothing but love, then you have everything to lose. Puccini's La Boheme, January 20th and 22nd at the Sanger Theater. Learn more at PensacolaOpera.com and purchase your tickets at PensacolaOpera.com. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Check It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. My heart 
Average gallon of gas, 335. Florida averages 338. Texas is the best at 297. California is the worst at 442. In Navarre, 319 east and west of the Walmart. That's a dime more than it was yesterday. Every time I see fluctuations in spaces, that's when you know a price jump is coming. And sure enough, 10 cents yesterday. 310 in Midway at the Liberty Station. 329 in Gulf Breeze proper. Big jumps. 319 at the Raceway in Milton. It's still 309 at the Murphy and P. Ridge across from the Walmart. So that's cheaper still today. 311 if you go to the Tom Thumb in Paces. You're getting over into Pensacola. You got 309 at the Neighborhood Market Walmart on 9 Mile. 319 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And uh, still best price in the Southwest area is the Pure Station on Jackson at 297. On more major routes, it's going to be like 313 at the TNC on Navy. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest price, uh, lowest out-the-door price, your next new Volkswagen Pete Moore Imports. Dot com. 655 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Before I get to you in the newsroom, David, we got candy with traffic on the fire. Yeah, in your face, David. Uh, just kidding. As we take a look around, good news is we're not showing any accidents, but give yourself extra time to get where you're going. Dense fog advisory. That's going on until 9 this morning. Um, make sure that uh, your lights are on so that others can see you. And, of course, your taillights. A little slower this morning on 29 uh, south of I-10. Highway 90 moving at posted speeds, although maybe just a little bit slower. Traffic tips, X437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Now into the newsroom for David Wayne with our headlines. David? President Biden still under fire after dodging reporters' questions about classified documents. The Justice Department has not told the White House that it cannot talk about the facts of the case. Still, the White House is only providing limited details amid growing calls for transparency. And the White House says they won't be commenting during the ongoing special counsel investigation. A woman and her son have died after a polar bear attack in Alaska. Alaskan state troopers said uh, Tuesday that the bear fatally attacked the woman and her child and then somebody shot and killed the animal. And the oldest person in the world, a French nun, has now passed away. She was 118 years old. Her name, Lucille Randon. Uh, She took the name Sister Andre when she joined a, a Catholic charitable order. And uh, she passed away in a retirement home on Tuesday. Definitely a full life. She was born in 1904, lived through both world wars, the Spanish flu, and COVID, and uh, saw 10 different popes. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, t- talk about somebody who's had a little bit of perspective in her life. Wow. All right. David, thanks so much for the update. 657 on News Radio 923. Uh, somebody sent me in a text and said, I did the math, Andrew, and uh, 4,000 homes at 24 million is 6,000 a home. Yeah, but the other 18 million was going to come from other sources, not from the county. That's really the question the county has to decide is what do we spend? And for us, it would have been 6 million. That's the EREC proposal. The other proposal for 2,000 homes at 30 million was $15,000 a home, both of which are outrageous numbers, by the way. But again, and and that one may be even more so because that's coming from, you know, government money, which might theoretically be used for other purposes. So uh, the, the decision was really, I, I thought the, the one that they went with made the most sense because it's using the existing infrastructure. Yes, it's above ground, which means it's not as resilient, but they made a good case that, you know, nobody's going to need internet if they don't have power anyway. <laughs> you know, for the most part. And so if they if they're putting up the power poles after a storm, which is what they do, they're going to put the Internet back up, too. So, you know, I also would I, I thought the first company was the was the clearly the power player, but they just didn't have the infrastructure. 
the poll access was the key difference between the two. So that's, you know, I thought I thought the decision, though I would have not made it at all between the two, that one made sense. 6.58 on News Radio 92.3, time for... Future News. Future News, when Candy and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, we have a horrible, terrible story about necrophilia at a local uh, funeral parlor. Will this be national news? Oh, yes. I oh, today, feel this is going to go viral. Yeah. No, this will be a late night show fodder. I am certain of it, sadly, because it's a horrible story. I mean, the, the guy who allegedly did it, he killed himself afterwards. It's just terrible. Um, will EREG deliver broadband internet access to remote areas of North Escambia County in the time frame they promised, at the speeds they promised, for the price they promised? I used to live up there, so I hope so. I get it. I get the urge for it, but I I don't know. I don't think so, just because of the infrastructure and it's hard. I th- but think I hope it's so. a little optimistic. I think it's optimistic, both mm-hmm. on speed and timeline, but um, I, I think they'll do okay. And they, to- and they might do exactly what they say. We'll see. Um, will there be a grounding of the T6s at Whiting because of the mishap yesterday? I think so. I would think not. I, I don't oh, think I don't so. Unless they find some basic flaw in mm-hmm. some process or in the uh, you know the planes themselves, uh, I don't think that's the busiest airport in the world. Like I don't think hey, they're going to put that on pause unless there's a really serious, obvious reason to do so. Stream us at newsradio923.com. News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Disturbing allegations at a local funeral home. Also, the latest on that training uh, training plane that crashed in Baldwin County yesterday. Those stories and more after this update from Fox News, right here on News Radio 923. 